Hello, and welcome to the BNP Paribas Asset Management Talking Heads podcast. Every week, Talking Heads will bring you in-depth insights and analysis through the lens of sustainability on the topics that really matter to investors. In this episode, we'll be discussing private asset solutions to the challenges we face with climate change. I'm Daniel Morris, Chief Market Strategist, and I'm joined by Jan Lagalet, Head of Ecological Transition and Impact within our private assets team. Welcome, Jan, and thanks for joining me. Thanks, Daniel. Thank you for having me. I mean, frankly, Jan, you have a, a fantastic title and one I find extremely intriguing. Uh, I would imagine, I don't know if it's entirely unique, but I can't imagine there's a lot of people with, with the job that you have. Uh, so just tell us a bit about what does it mean to be uh, head of ecological transition and impact within private assets? I think I have to tell you a bit about the history of that. I think, indeed, we have that within the bank. It's pretty unique because we started seven years ago at the time of the COP21 to, to be building with money of the bank this activity, mainly focused on energy transition. The idea was to invest into technologies, a solution that would provide for capabilities for us to fight climate change. And I think this is still our mandate today, but with an enlargement towards ecological transition, which means uh, we are also tackling issues beyond the energy, beyond the mobility that go with ag tech, so agriculture, food, circular economy in general, and whatever is providing us with solutions that can help our economy to transition. I think uh, we are uh, acting on a venture, which means companies that are still not profitable. Still, we are not doing very early stage uh, startups. We are doing companies that have already demonstrated a product that can scale, and we are providing capital, resources, connection, network with our funds to help them grow. And we are doing that uh, not only in Europe, but also in North America and Israel, which is our area of action for that activity. I can say also that the solutions we are working on are mature in a sense that you have already commercial revenues. And it's in general also a period where the company begins to uh, to burn a lot of cash and that's where they need more capital. And the risk is still very high, but we believe that we are uh, picking up the companies that have already shown, demonstrated that they can grow. And that's why we call that uh, area of invest more, more venture growth. To the opposite, you would have a seed ventures where uh, it's an ID, it's a management team, you need to nurture this idea with a product. And we believe that there are not so many players in that universe. Uh, still, there are a lot of private funds that have been doing that. For an asset manager like BNP Paribas, I think it's pretty unique to have that kind of team. Today, we are about 10 people doing that, that activity of venture. And within my team, there are also uh, people doing a pure impact, which we differentiate from venture by saying we do more project and development helping, for instance, companies that buy lands for providing regenerative agriculture. We have another uh, company that is uh, recycling plastic for producing, uh, you know, construction media. And then within our venture fund, we've been investing into abilities to measure biodiversity because it's an important topic uh, to understand which companies are doing for good or for bad and how they can improve their work. So it's a methodology for measuring the impact of biodiversity of real estate players or industries in general. We have invested also in companies that help limiting the waste of food and non-food materials that are coming to an expiry date. 
We've invested in biostimulants, and we are also looking today at companies that help, you know, increase the speed at which we do the renovation of buildings for providing, you know, reduction of energy usage. We are also looking at supply chain transparency subjects today uh, that are pretty hot. So a wide range of solutions that can help change our habits, I would say, and the habits of our corporate clients in general within the bank. As you pointed out, it's a, a wide range of investments, but I think we would all appreciate, given all the challenges that we face, it's going to take a wide range of solutions as well to address all of those. You mentioned this wide range. Maybe let's focus in a little bit on the ventures, the market that you're looking at specifically around climate tech. What is your vision for the development of the market? That market has been growing steadily for the past decades and uh, and even more over the past five years. Uh, you would see, you know, globally, probably 5 billion being invested there five years ago. And now we are closer to 100 billion globally. So uh, that that's something that is that is not negligible. And that goes also with the idea that that transition is happening. Uh, you know, if you are thinking about the funds, early funds beginning of the 2000s that were thinking about climate tech, by that time we were calling that clean tech or whatever names were used in there, they were pretty much alone. They are the ones who invented the PVs, the, the storage, the wind farm that are today into more infrastructure play. But these guys started, they were the early players of this uh, climate tech. And then a lot of hardware, a lot of new solution. And that came to, you know, maybe two decades of investment and that turned into something much more digital and much more around services, much more wider also in the in changing the habits and that's the world we are in today uh, with with people helping you know how to make your your buildings net zero well that's by installing heat pumps but installing solar by installing a solution that have been you know, provided by the earlier funds so today we are maturing in that market it's a huge market and we're saying that it is a market that is more resilient to the crisis i mean to the downgrade valuation, especially in private market also in public market than the others because it's uh, essential to finance this solution because the industry uh, because the customer are now asking for products that do something for the planet. And it's not only a gimmick, it's, it's something for real. In addition to that, you see a lot of regulation pushing towards this solution. So the, the politics, the regulation, the customer, the industries, everybody's moving in the right direction. Of course, it's not quick enough because we know how, how big is the issue for us to be at two degrees or for us to avoid killing the planet in the coming decades. But I think Solutions are there. Implementation will take time, will take money, but it's a huge market coming up. At the same time that you have this huge opportunity set, that's probably a bit the challenge for you, determining you know what are the most promising areas where it's worth uh, making investments. So if you look across all the markets that you have to address, you know what are some of the trends that you see and what are the ones that you find the most interesting? Yeah, indeed. I mean, we spend our time digging into the market and I think for us, what is very important is to know what is the time to market of the solution. That's that's one of the key aspects we are looking at. Because if you invest in something where you want this company to grow, but eventually there is no clients, no buyer, the company is going to die. We are still in this phase where these young companies need to have clients, need to have growth so that they can sustain their activity and sustain their research and development. Uh, so it's important for this time of market to be precise. And the market trends we see today as being the most happening, I would say first, uh, it's all about around services and digitalization that can accelerate the transformation 
of the existing incumbents, businesses that can be in the industry or by providing solution to accelerate energy efficiency, less usage of resources. That can be in the mobility about sharing, electrifying. So anything that goes around that, simply you can imagine, uh, is it so easy to install EV charging systems? So you need to have innovation into, into making them more convenient for usage. And you need to have services around that to install them. And electricians, not all of them know how to do that. So you need to have companies that help, you know, making it possible for this market to exist and to spread, considering the need for EV charging that we need in the coming years, it's a huge aspect. Besides energy and mobility subjects, around that you have a lot of storage issues. So we also are watching quite a lot on solutions for making the batteries less offending for the planet also, because we know that the, the raw materials being used for the batteries, uh, like lithium or cobalt, nickel, uh, have a lot of controversy. So we are working quite hard on how to recycling battery, how to limit the usage of these metals inside the battery while keeping their performance. This is also a very key subject in this transformation. On the other side, we're also looking at agriculture and food because those are, as you might know, responsible for 25% of our uh, greenhouse gas emission, uh, roughly. And there's a lot of waste in that industry. We do get rid of 30% of the food that we produce is just not being used, finally. So there are a lot of inefficiency. So we have to work on solutions to reduce this inefficiency. Would it be at producing food? Would it be at the resources being used for producing that food? For instance, historically, we've been investing in companies producing insects to reduce that resource usage, so the protein that in the end will come into your plate as not cost, you know, more on the planet uh, capital than what you're eating. And not everybody is going to become vegan. So you need to work on that. There are aspects also in the way we are creating biodiversity issue, intimately having effect on the climate or vice versa. And that goes, we know, with the with using more products, phytosanitary products like biostimulant, biofertilizer, biopesticides that have got less detrimental effects on the soil, uh, which is another aspect. Uh, last but not least is the circular economy. And that can be industry, that can be uh, fast-moving consumer goods, that can be also specific products like fashion, like cosmetics. All these areas are being challenged today by the end customer having products that are destroying resources on the planet. And you need to think about that as being more circular by design. And we are working quite hard on these topics because they are pretty key. And that goes initially by recognizing what is being taken for your product. You know, most of the brands today, they don't really know where the raw product or raw material is coming from. So we are working pretty hard on the supply chain transparency and help these companies to be able to understand uh, what they have to change. And that's the first step because you might say, I want to be circular, but if you don't really know your supplier level 10, what it is doing, it's difficult to do, right? So that's a very hot topic for us. And I would say that the last one that is dear to us uh, within our fund activities is to be always conscious of the effect of the solution we invest in and their, the way they harm the planet. And that's what we call the effect on the biodiversity, for instance. So we have developed key performance indicator to understand, you know, how impactful are the solution we are backing so that we are sure that we are not doing more harm than good for the planet. 
Let me try and summarize, if I can, some of the things you shared with us, Jan. I mean, to start with, your mandate uh, is to invest in solutions to fight climate change, but not just that, not just energy transition, but also the ecological transition biodiversity. So a really huge opportunity set. But at the same time, I think we appreciate, I mean, this is really why a private asset is you know, a, a key part of that solution, because this is such a new area. Uh, you're not really going to have that many publicly available investments, and it is getting in at an early stage where you're really going to see the opportunity and the potential. Some of the areas that you highlighted where you not only provide capital but also expertise, uh, things like measuring biodiversity impact, limiting food waste, how to make buildings net zero, all the infrastructure around electric vehicles, battery recycling. Uh, like I said, I think you have a lot to keep you busy. Well, Jan, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you, Daniel. That's it for this week's episode of Talking Heads. If you would like more information, please reach out to your BNP Paribas Asset Management contact or check out Viewpoint, our website for investment insights at viewpoint.bnpparibas-am.com. Just before we go, I'd also like to mention that Talking Heads podcast is available on YouTube. Visit youtube.com slash BNPPAM slash playlist and tap or click on Talking Heads. You've been listening to the BNP Paribas Asset Management Talking Heads podcast with me, Daniel Morris and Jan Lagele. Please do join me next week. Until then, take care. This presentation includes a discussion on current market events and is not intended as investment advice or an offer of products or services by BNP Paribas Asset Management. Please keep in mind that the information and analysis in this presentation is only current as of the publication date.